hate on Scott. Yeah, you just want to hate on Scott? Well, you can hate yep. on Scott now because it's time for WinPod Repeat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, welcome. I'm Sam Anthony, your host, uh, alongside Spencer Wellington and a guest today. Um, Scott. A guest today, Scott Walchick. There we go. I'm glad you said it because I don't know. Yeah, I was going to take over the last name there. There we go, Scott. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Spencer tells me you're a Yankees fan. Um, so you got to be feeling pretty good coming out of this weekend. I'm feeling great. I wrote down talking points, so I don't forget to rub them in Spencer's face. Well, we're not allowing any of those to happen in this podcast. I'm, anyway, uh, on to the Red Sox. So, all right, but I, you know what? I do have to ask. I have to open with a question for the Yankees fan because, um, Scott, you may not know, but um, I used to work at MLB Network in New Jersey, so I worked with a ton of cool. Yankees fans, um, and their emotions were literally like a roller coaster, like one good like right now like they're all on top of the world but all of a sudden you'll lose two of three to the blue jays and you're the worst team ever and like they should sell and boone should be fired like are you that type of yankees fan am i gonna hate you after this podcast or like are you a little bit more, like, <laughs> i try pretty hard not to be that yankees fan um okay. this season has been a ridiculous ride which you know it's weird for the yankees um but you know i'm I live in Philly now, so I also pay attention to the Phillies, and it feels par for the course. If the Phillies had the season that the Yankees have right now, it's a great success. You know, they're they've got one of the best sure. records in the American League, and they just fought their way out of fourth place. You know, so um, it's been a ride, and especially coming out of this series, like you know, coming out of the eighth inning last night, um, it was ecstatic. And then an hour later, I go back and check the schedule, and I'm reminded that we play the Jays and the Rays to um, close the season, and it's a little bit back down to earth. It's it very well could end very differently than where I was sitting 24 hours ago. See, well, Sam, let me actually answer your question real quick. Yes, you will hate Scott by the end of this podcast. It probably <laughs> is not related to his Yankees fandom, but you will uh, by the end of this podcast. Hey, well, that's pretty valid. Friend, so that <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, I'm glad you're not one of those that, that riot, and I'm glad you're realistic, because you know what I hate? I hate all the Yankees fans that have been on Twitter that have been like, the division is ours, or not the division, the wild card is ours, we have the top, and I'm just like, bro, like, y'all got, you got the, like, the Red Sox are playing the O's and the Nats. Like, you know what? Like, the Red Sox could sleep through the next six games and still end up with the first wild card. They could, um... And they, I mean, there's a, there's a very real possibility that the Yankees still just end up missing the playoffs at this point. Um, there's a very that, real possibility. If we get swept by the Blue Jays, it's a very different situation. I mean, you're going to Toronto, so that could that could definitely happen. But yeah, I mean, at this point, there's just no reason for Red Sox fans to feel like all that confident. Um, I mean, we had seven in a row coming in, and when Scott requested to come on this podcast last week. I was very much expecting <laughs> to come into this feeling a lot better than I do right now. Um, and, and then that weekend happened and I was like, shit, uh, Scott has to be on this podcast now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, God, that series sucked. Sam, uh, let's, let's just, let's talk about how much that series sucked. Well, you know what? Like, where do I start? Cause it, cause like, you know, we were talking about a little bit beforehand that that Friday game was one that I have already like, Locked out of my memory. I remember sitting down. We had won seven in a row. The yellow boys are coming out in those yellow <laughs> marathon uniforms. We're feeling good. And all of a sudden, just like that, 
I'm like, all right, I'm turning this off. I can't even, I can't even fucking watch this game. And you know what? They gave me a little hope when it was, you know, what, like eight three, and Dahlbeck was up, and then he struck out, and I was like, nope. I was like, the comeback ain't happening tonight, boys. I've seen it enough times. But then, you know what, man? Like, Saturday was the the one that hurt the most to me because it was like they were doing enough to hold on, to hold on, to hold on, and then fucking Giancarlo Stanton, who, you know, like, man, I'm like, Stanton's up to bat. Like, I feel like, you know, hell, it's just a miracle he's even at the plate right now and not hurt. Um, <laughs> and as soon as he hit it, you're just like, oh, fuck. And, yep. uh, yeah, that was... Not a, not a good weekend for the Sox, and uh, I mean, you know, well, to this point so- in his career, every time Stanton steps up to the plate against the Red Sox, he strikes out, and he looks terrible doing it. Um, so it was pretty shocking to me uh, to see him actually pull through and and get a clutch hit, um, and then he got another clutch hit, and and uh, he he just he owned us the whole series. So that that was pretty hard to take. It's hard for. It, it's hard to say that Giancarlo Stanton has gone under the radar this season because he is, you know, Giancarlo Stanton. He's got um, one of the best modern seasons under his belt. And, but he uh, definitely and, has. But he's um, he's been great this year. He stayed on the field, which, you know, yeah. um, like you said, injuries have been a big problem with him. And, um, I mean, he's been booed by Yankees fans year in and year out because he can't yeah, from day stay one. on the field. And if he doesn't uh, hit a double in the gap, he strikes out and they turn on him immediately. Um, but he's one of those players what a that good fan base. He, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I will concede that there are a lot of Yankees fans that are just the worst. Um, but I mean, Stan had that one, he had an on base streak of, I want to say it was around 20 games. Don't quote me on that, but it was something like that where he was, you know, he was OPSing like 1100 for two weeks. Um, and he's just had streaks like that. And when he's been getting hot, he's been staying hot for a week on end. And I remember, so Rizzo got hit on the 3-1 pitch, but um, they threw the second ball to him. It was 2-1, and I just could see where it was going. And I said, I dare you to let Stanton get up. And the ball was halfway out of his hand. I was like, it's gone. Um, that, was one of, like, that was one of those moments that just having watched him all season, I could tell what was going to happen if Rizzo was able to get to first base without ending the inning. And that's where like, yeah. that's where you like that Rizzo Stanton combo, by the way, is that Rizzo such a guy where it's like, he, if you're right, like just get on base, like get on base for Giancarlo. And like, I mean, that's how the Yankees create runs. And, and that's what they, they, where they've been successful is they, you know, they need guys on base because they're going to score via home runs. They're not going to string a lot of hits together. They got guys like Gallo. They got guys like Stan. They got guys like judge that they're going to make it on one swing, but you need to have guys like Rizzo that are going to get on base to make that happen. Well, and I think an underrated part of the Yankees deadline acquisitions, which, you know, Rizzo and Gallo haven't been amazing. They've come up in a couple of big spots um, and won us a couple of games, but they haven't been great overall. Um, But more than anything, the fact that there are two consistent, good lefty bats in the lineup is something that they haven't had for two or three years. I mean, Brett Gardner has been the only consistent lefty. <laughs> Hicks has yeah, been able to fuck Brett Gardner. Lightly um, on the term consistent too, you know? Yeah. Hicks has been injured um, and yep. he's getting paid to do nothing. Oh yeah. He's still a guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he got a seven year extension and then he's been injured like three times. So <laughs> money well spent. Yeah. No, right. Scott, I think you're, it's a good point. Like when you're attacking that Yankees lineup, when they add no lefty bats, like it's so much easier to game plan. 
you know, like just having those guys in the lineup makes it a totally different equation of who you're putting in in a relief situation and all these things. And, you know, who are you really trying to avoid? So, uh, you know, that to me, it's like, you're right. Like, even if they're not producing, like it helps probably make a lot of those guys in the lineup better, like the stands, like the judges. It's been breaking it up. And it was a part of the decision why, you know, Cora brought in a lefty in the eighth inning of game two. So, well, I'll give you some numbers on Stanton just to really like pump those up. And I know we're a Red Sox podcast, but yeah, let's let's pump up John Carlos Stanton. Let's do that. John Carlos Stanton, the last forty-eight games, this is since August third, three twenty batting average, an OPS of ten twenty-four, eighteen homers, forty-seven ribbies, and that's in forty-eight games. That's okay. Yeah, just yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess so. Like, as We've uh, wrapping that series up going into a week where it's the last week of the season and you have a game between the Red Sox and the Yankees, a game between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. What's what's the confidence levels at at making the playoffs, getting a top wild card and such? Uh, Scott, uh, confidence in the Yankees at this point? It's hard to say. Um I've seen a lot of people online who are super confident and a lot of people who, um, you know, came down to earth today and were just like, there's a very good chance we don't make it. I am Damn, that was quick. somewhere in the middle. I, well, here's the thing. Have the Rays clinched the top seed in the American league yet? I think so. Right. I believe. Uh, so. I don't think American league, but definitely a division. Yeah. That it's I do know. Well, gotta be either way, yet. they've got a series in between. I'm glad we play them in the order that they do, because um, if we come out hot and are able to stay hot against the Blue Jays, because you have to beat the Blue Jays with your bats. Um, they're going to hit no matter what. doesn't matter who we throw. Yeah. Jamison Tyone's True. back, which is a um, big acquisition, and having Seve out of the pen also helps. But um, that's the series I'd rather stay hot for, because the last three games, the Rays are not going to be putting their best guys out there. They're going to be resting. Everybody. Yeah. You're, you're hoping that they lay down, you know, for that last weekend, yeah. but you know, the Rays do hate the Yankees. So I wouldn't put it past them to, to take a couple of days. And they're a also games the there. They're also the kind of team that's built to, they can throw out their, you know, B lineup and it's still yeah. a great team. And you they know, still bullshit good- their way to a win. Exactly. Yeah, like I feel like their whole team feels like a B until you watch them play, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> exactly, shit, like yeah. <laughs> Brandon Lau, like what? Yeah, uh, hey man, I look, I I really like in in terms of my confidence level, I I the Yankees will make the playoffs. I I, I just don't see like a world where I don't think. Look, man, I could be wrong. It's it's gonna ultimately come down to this toronto series and what happens there but toronto needs to sweep them and i don't i mean if you're asking what's more likely i think that especially the yankees coming off a series win against the red sox i just don't see this toronto team doing that they had their hot stretch where they were great but i feel like they've kind of come back down to earth a little bit um but hey man that's just me and i'm wrong more times than i'm right ask spencer (laughs) it's true it's true I mean, I feel like it's crazy. You have three teams that, you know, have a pretty pretty good chance at making the playoffs this week. Also have a chance of not making the playoffs. But I feel like the fan bases all don't actually know, like, what their team is at this point. 
you've played almost a full season and you still like just don't know what team is going to show up on a given day. Uh, I feel like Yankees fans, Blue Jays fans, and Red Sox fans all you know think that way at this point. And like the Red Sox, you have a bullpen that is is faltering down the stretch. Whitlock and Josh Taylor just went on the IL. Matt Barnes forgot how to throw a baseball like he's two gone. months ago. Happened, man? So he's just not usable. That's our all-star closer. Um, so all you've got is Ottavino, and he didn't really look all that um, all that good in this series against the Yankees. So it's because he's still a Yankee. You can't trust. He wanted us to win. I mean, yeah. sure. He also <laughs> fucked you in the first half. So there's that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, can't trust the bullpen and the starters pitched. You know, Evaldi got shelled, but then Pavetta and Erod pitched great, um, and the offense just couldn't get any big hits. We got the struck. Clay Holmes came in and struck out the side against us. Clay Holmes, Clay Holmes from the Pirates. Like, that was one of the worst moments for me from the whole series. Like, I watched this slapdick reliever from the Pirates come in and, and strike out the side. And he looked nasty. Like, he didn't just strike out His the side. He looked nasty. Uh, so that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spencer, since the uh, since the All-Star break, the uh, the Red Sox bullpen, it's a, it's a nice 4-6-9 God, that's terrible. Um, in the what was it before August, the All-Star break? Do you see, have that? I, I do. Hold on one sec. I got I to gotta crunch the numbers over here. Yeah, crunch those numbers, Sam. I'm crunching them. I'm crunching them. Here we go. Ready? You ready for me? <laughs> yeah. Loading, and it was a 3.57. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, because I knew they fell off quite a bit. Yeah. And, that's and then there was a stretch where you get – like Robles actually started to pitch well and Garrett Richards started to pitch well. Yeah. And then, you know, they come into a series against a team that can actually hit and they get fucking destroyed. I was going to so, say, like, Garrett Richards not against great. the Yankees is such a bad matchup because the Yankees, I mean, like, Giancarlo Stanton Garrett Richards just sucks. 120-mile-an-hour roundouts. I mean, yes, absolutely. But, you know, I he should never see postseason play. Like, we would have to be up by 10 runs. But he would, like, if we made it today, yeah, like, know, he would. He Breaks my heart. So, and like Hauk, we Hauk was supposed to be a, a bullpen weapon. You know, once we get to the playoffs, and and he couldn't throw a strike. You know, at the beginning of his outing, he couldn't throw a strike, and then all of a sudden, he found it, and he got like four straight outs, and then he walked two more guys, and and then the game fell apart. So, uh, yeah, like God damn it, <laughs> it'd be great if you know our all star closer could still pitch, but you know, it's just like so you're Boston, right? All right. Who, who in that bullpen that is healthy, I have to emphasize healthy, do you legitimately trust right now? Uh, beats me. Sawamura? <laughs> like, that'd be the only one that I think I would, like, maybe be like, yeah. I mean, that's okay. the one that I haven't, like, actively watched blow a game recently, so. And that's, like, I think that's why I trust him. <laughs> I think it's just literally like, wow, like, I haven't seen him suck lately. Like, yeah. I've seen Robles do it. I've seen Richard Like, God, Darwinson Hernandez just makes me want to cry watching baseball when he pitches. Just like, well, here, let me um, propose something to you. Uh-huh. Since the playoffs are going back, you're not playing every single day again this season. Yeah. Um, and first of all, is Sale still slated to be the number one guy? Is he going to throw in the wild card game, or is that going to go to Erod? I think they want Evaldi pitching the, the wild card game. Yeah, I think that's how they have it. Like, sense. Yeah, and it kind of sounds like they would like consider. I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard like consider like putting in sale like as in like a split. You know. Yeah, yeah like well, since it's a one game playoff, they could definitely do that. My question was since because you have four 
pretty solid starters. Um, and I'm wondering if there's a world where you see, um, you know, any three of those guys, maybe you then kick, do a three man rotation, then kick Pavetta to the bullpen. Just yeah, so you, like, definitely, definitely you go, like watch national style where like they had no fucking bullpen. And so they were like, all right, we're going to lean on our starters. And then those starters are, that aren't starting are going to come out of the bullpen. And then we're going to rely on the two or three relievers that we actually trust. Yeah. And it's exactly what we did in 2018. Yeah. Um, but like, God, there's just like, at least Joe Kelly figured it out that year and Kimbrell figured it out down the stretch. And yeah. Cause that's um, the problem is that you, you need all those guys. Like, I just don't trust anyone. Struggle. Cause as soon as one pitcher gets blown up, like your whole game plan goes to shit. You know, you have to have yeah. some guys go in and whatever. And if, if Whitlock comes back at the end and if Josh Taylor comes back at the end, we have a chance, yes. but if not, um, we might not. Yeah. So that's where, like, wait, I mean, but like who's, who's starting games for the Yankees if they're in a division series? What? Uh, Besides Garrett Cole, obviously. Um, so right now, Cole slated for the wild card game. And then I think yeah. game two would be Tyone and Kluber, um, probably. Right. I don't know. Is, is Nestor Cortez getting a playoff start? <sighs> I, man, I, I just really want to see him. his mustache in the playoffs. Oh, um, absolutely. He should have been cast for Mario instead of Chris Pratt. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I second that motion. Give me that. <laughs> no, I'd love to see Nestor Cortez in the playoffs. I think that despite how good he's been, they will probably put him fourth behind Cole Tyone Kluber. Um, if he, they need he, to get, if they want to give Cole the extra day of rest, um, I could see them doing it if they're ahead in the series. Um, but if they're down 2-0, I don't see him starting that game. Is Kluber uh, yeah. even good anymore, though? Kluber... I feel like every time I see him go out, he gives up, like, four runs over five. So, yes and no. He's had <laughs> a lot of... the, the I want to say the first four starts of the season. Um, he was... Yeah, he was given four over five, those kind of starts. Um, nothing, like, terrible. Like, technically winnable games, but not ones you expect to. Um, but then... He had a stretch right before he got injured of, I want to say, six starts where he was lights out, including the no-hitter he threw. Um, oh, yeah, don't forget that. The no-hitter, and then he had one he, more start, and then he got hurt. Yankees yeah. legend, Corey Kluber. And he, down. and he had another good start after the no-hitter. Um, he came back from the IL. I think his first start wasn't great, and then after that, he's been pretty good. Yeah, five, five runs and four innings in his first start back, and then since then, so he's made four other starts since that return. Um, eh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he had one good start against against Cleveland when he threw six shutout innings. Besides that, he threw he gave up four runs and four innings against the Mets. The Mets, mind you, the Mets in September, not the Mets that you saw that were leading the division. The Mets that choked down the stretch. I mean, um, they're the same up, Mets. Let's be real. I mean, you're right. You're right. Let's, you know, <laughs> sorry to all the Mets fans out there that aren't listening to this podcast, but no, nah, fuck um, the Mets. Uh, against Baltimore. You know, we know Baltimore's really good. Um, two earned <laughs> runs in three two-thirds. Um, and then in his most recent start against Texas, another really talented team. Three earned runs in four and a third. So I don't – I'm, so I'm out on Kluber. Not, it's a four, yeah, five definitely wouldn't start Kluber. I'd yeah, start not, Jordan Montgomery, I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I someday. always forget about Jordan Montgomery because Same. he's like a wet rag. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he's – I almost have more faith in Kluber. Um, 
And I know the numbers don't show it. Kluber has shown that he's locked but in. But I believe in Corey Kluber. Um, Montgomery, you never know what you're going to get. He had a good game last night. Um, but so if he's he, like a box of chocolates. When he's missing his spots, he gets absolutely <laughs> rocked. And I'd almost rather take the, um, you know, pretty good chance of three over five than the chance for Tyone to go six and give up one run or for Tyone to give up two or to go two and go five. Um, I got to check his and, game logs. Hey, Maybe man. that's like last year and the year before yeah. that haunting me. Um, but he has <laughs> been pretty good this year. I just I'm always wary of Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery, though, two four eighty ERA since the All-Star break. That's pretty good. That's, that's, pretty good. Uh, that's better than Corey Kluber. <laughs> that is better than Corey Kluber. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's going like, to be interesting. I think they're probably going to use everybody. I have a feeling they won't just go I mean, three or four Yankees, guys. I could see Nestor starting, yeah. um, but and lordy, do I want it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Think about that national stage. You get, like, you got all eyes on Nestor Cortez Jr. and that, like, weird-ass fucking uh, motion of his. I just remember him coming out of the bullpen back in like May, the first Red Sox Yankee series. And uh, he had that bat against Devers. And I was like, shit, this dude's nasty. Like, why isn't he pitching more? Um, you look at him and you're and like, so now here we are. Bum. And then, yeah. He has the highest release point in the league, which, you know, doesn't mean too much, but it it's a weird <laughs> adjustment. You know, if you're used to guys, he's, I think, like, yeah, he's really tall and he's got long ass arms. Um, it sounds like a number that like Tom Verducci is gonna run, and he'll be like, "Look at the release point! It's amazing how he does what he does." Let's break down the numbers. He's got a release yeah. point that's higher than Garrett Cole's. That must mean he's better than Garrett Cole. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, no. yeah, his his. No, I can tell you really love Tom Verducci. Oh, big looks Tom like Verducci guy. Yeah, I, I hey man, I'll tell you though, with the Yankees, which is surprising, if I told you this going into the season. I would, you guys would be like, you're insane. But the pitching's not the problem for the Yankees. The numbers show that. I mean, they have guys that they are confident starting. They, their bullpen has been fucking amazing lately. But it's the fact that, like, they've had a hard time, like, consistently stringing together runs. Yeah, yeah. well, that was, I mean, that was the biggest question coming into the season. It was never, um, like, what happens when our bats go cold. It's, we have one pitcher that we go out and we trust every day. Other than that, like maybe Severino comes back late season. Other than that, we have no idea what um, is going to happen. And everyone, I mean, all things considered, um, Montgomery's been good. Um, that second half is a lot better. Um, when Kluber has been healthy, he's been at least serviceable as a rotation guy. Um, obviously, Nestor is um, playing way better than he should. Um, <laughs> but... Even the bullpen has held itself together. The bullpen's um, been amazing. I mean, Chapman like, I think is always Chapman's chat. a little rough. Um, but Loizaga yeah. has um, has been great. Litke has been excellent. And I was one of the people who was really sad to see Adovino go. I know he really took a step back in 2020, but in 2018, he was lights out. Um, so, or 2019 rather. So this is kind of, this is the year of the next up Yankees bullpen. Cause we did lose a couple of guys and yeah, top to bottom, the pitching staff has been better than expected. Um, and that's kind of what everyone's been saying all season. And it the question was, when's it going to fall off? 
when will we need the bats to pick us up? And it's kind of never happened. Yeah. What's it like to have a reliable bullpen? I mean, like, it's just, you know, what's crazy to me is, like, you know, again, when you look at pitching staffs, like, the Dodgers are above and beyond everybody else. Their team ERA is 297. That's fucking broken. Um, but then it goes Giants, Brewers, Yankees. The Yankees have the best ERA in the American League. Like, that, like, to me, like, I mean, you're talking about, like, building a team that has a they're they're gonna be in all these ball games. I mean, that's what that's what kept them in against the Sox on Saturday was that the pitching held it in long enough for them to just fucking blast one in. Um, it's just you know consistently having that happen. They're hitting two thirty five with runners in scoring position this year. That's the fourth worst in baseball. Only the Diamondbacks, the Orioles, and the Pirates have been worse with runners in scoring position, and that should scare the shit out of any Yankees fan because you know what, man, like. You guys are situationally yeah. fucking horrible. Like, bottom <laughs> of the ninth, oh, two outs, so you need somebody. Like, yeah, like Stanton did it, and he did it in the Field of Dreams game, but then, you know, they fucking end up losing that shit. But, you know, <laughs> I, like, they, to me, it's like, I, who the fuck do you, do you want with Game Online? Because none of these guys have proven that they can hit situationally. The thing that has honestly really killed the Yankees offensively more than I would say anything else is just the sheer amount of double play balls they've hit into. Oh, it's brutal. Uh, it's so it's, brutal. Uh, hold on. Let me try and find the stat that I was looking for. Um, so I don't know how I ended up back this far by accident, but this is from a month ago. Um, and it says <laughs> it's the 13th time the Yankees have grounded into a double play with the bases loaded this season. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't that the most? The most in the that was a month ago. Yeah. Um, they did it again in the series. They did it again in the series. Exactly. Um, I, I, I want I want you to guess. I have the number in front of me. It is tied for the most in baseball. But how many double plays have the Yankees grounded into this year? Um, I think it's like... How many games have they played? 156. 156. You're close, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's like... I think it's like 130 or something. 150. Holy damn, I was pretty damn plays. close. That is, <laughs> that's see, that's unserviceable. That's one a game um, where you have at least a runner on with no none or one out. And the team that's been, done it the fewest is the Rays, and they've done it sixty-eight times. That seems to add up. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Um, well, because it's it's guaranteed. Like I've been a couple of Yankees accounts on Twitter. Um, all the, they don't even comment on it anymore. They just post the video every time a Yankees, every time they hit into a double play, because there's nothing else to be said. Um, uh, and hey man, yeah, they got on. away with it yesterday, but you didn't hear. So, come on, Aaron Boone being like, uh, but that just means you know we're good because that means we have runners on base. Uh, Aaron Boone, what a great manager. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Spencer, you were saying though. So Scott, um, who this is a thought I had over the, over the weekend. Who on this team do you, on the Yankees, do you enjoy watching? Because when I watch this Yankees team, I'm like, God damn, this is a bunch of fucking losers. He did, t- he did text me that. That, w- that was actually a text that he sent me. I mean, I look at the roster and it's like, Gary Sanchez, <laughs> loser. Araldis Chapman, loser. Aaron Judge, loser. Brett Gardner, loser. They're just like, they all suck. So I don't even know if I was a Yankees fan who I would root for. Um. I mean, this season, the most fun player to watch has been Stanton. 
Um, okay, that's fair. I respect when Stan. Stanton. Has, when Stanton's been hot, the team has... Oh, been Garrett Cole is a uh, huge bitch, by the way. He's, he's like the worst of the bunch. Um, Garrett Cole, I <laughs> love him to death, even though he sounds like Kermit the Frog uh, <laughs> after smoking. For Pete's sake, guys. I don't know. Garrett Cole's next serve is one of the most beautiful pitches in the league, and I will stand by that. Um, That's fine. He's still a loser. Uh, Judge is always <laughs> going to be. Uh, he, every time Judge is up, you. <laughs> it's a weird mix of excitement because you know something like big could happen, but also that he could just go up there and look ridiculous. That being said, he's. Um, I think he's what a nine oh five OPS this year. Nine oh three. That was pretty yeah, good. Okay. Um, yeah. No. I, hey, man. Excellent he's, all year. He'll, so he'll, he'll probably get. There. MVP votes this year. I mean, he'll probably finish as, as like he should. I mean, it better be Otani, and then oh, um, it's then Vlad. It's not even Vlad. and then Vlad. But I'm, Judge will get votes, um, yeah. and deservedly so. No, I, I mean, um, I, I, you know what, Spencer? I'm sorry, but like he has been. I know he's a loser, but he has been fun to watch this year because he's actually been on the fucking field. Nah, he's a loser. <laughs> Um, for everyone who says Judge is injury prone anymore, uh, he's played more, um, a higher percentage of games since he entered the league than Mike Trout. So, do it. You know, it is actually like shocking how that mm-hmm. how Stan and Judge have made it through the end of the season because I just remember in spring training it was like, oh, we think they're coming back, and then they didn't come back, and it was like, oh, we think we think they're good now. And then they weren't good. And it was like, are they just going to be injured for the rest of their lives? Because that's what it seemed like in spring training. Uh, Judge had like a minor, like a 10-day stint early in the season too. And I was like, I really hope this isn't one of those. Oh, he pulled his hamstring. Actually, they're doing an x-ray. You find out on the fifth day. Something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. Which, is, which was a big part of Stanton's. And what was it like two years ago? He had like a chest injury or something. Is it? Am I re- remembering that right? Yeah, I think so. I think he like had a cracked rib or something. I don't know. There yeah, and it was like took I think was years to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to the original question, though, <laughs> man, it makes me so mad because it, they want <laughs> there Luke we go. Voigt. Luke Voigt is <laughs> also Joey Gallo loser to watch, um, but he is. They won't play him because there's apparently no spot for him when there is. Yeah, what the hell? Like, I guess I totally forgot he was on the team because I didn't see him all weekend. I yeah, didn't even exactly. think about him. I just don't understand how you can go after the year that he had last year and then, like, I know he was hurt, but just be like, oh, sorry, Luke. Like, he almost won MVP not... last year. Yeah, dude. Like, fucking absurd. Like, Well, they think company. they can't have um, – basically, they've been resting one person a game. Um, we They haven't gone with their full-power lineup. Um, since the trade deadline, um, if Lemay, who's been hurt, but he sh- is the leadoff guy, um, you know, you've the got big beef boys lineup, Lemay, judge Rizzo Stanton. Um, and then after that, it's Gallo, um, Sanchez Torres or Shella. Um, and then we can't say Cashman doesn't have a type. It's talking, I'm <laughs> talking out my ass. If you have Rizzo at first, <laughs> Um, Torres at second, Urshela at short, Lemayhu at third. You can DH Voight, and then you can have an outfield of um, Stanton, Judge, and uh, who am I missing here? 
Oh, Gallo. Um, there we go. But they keep playing Brett Gardner. And, you know. <laughs> they were, they've been leading off Brett Gardner. And they've I'm been, like, are, yeah. are you well? <laughs> Most of the time they haven't been. It's just when they've been um, sitting LeMay. Yeah, when they've been saving but it, like They still have been, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, LeMayhew is going to be like the one guy. I was going to be like, yeah, I'd root for him. Yeah, except this has been like his worst season in a few years now. Yeah, yeah but he still hits opposite field singles every fucking at bat against the Red Sox. So I mean, he has the Red Sox were opposite shifting him last night or two nights ago. Yeah, he still found a way to get some hits though. Yeah, he did. I don't know. Hey man, he, he's annoying. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and there's a spot for Luke Voigt on that team. They just won't play him. <laughs> when he's been on the field, he's been good. It's well, he'll get a pin- pinch hit uh, home run in the playoffs, so it'll be fine. He better. <laughs> well, all right, boys. So we're we're winding down. We're running out of time. So I got one last question to wrap us up on. Because um, as we wind down, uh, how important is it in your head for this? This uh, like let's let's just say for the sake of it, Red Sox, Yankees, wild card. How important is it for each team to get home field in that wild card game? Um. I don't know. I don't feel great about our chances either way. I mean, I seeing as six much. games, we just got our our asses kicked, you know, in, in all six games. So uh, three in Yankee Stadium, three at Fenway Park. It, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel good either way. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. I mean, I agree. Like, I don't know. One game playoff, like, I don't think it's going to make that much difference unless like Rubin Odor walks it off on like a Yankee stadium home run. That's just, I like, will jump off the closest bridge if we lose because of Ronet Odor. <laughs> if the Yankees and fucking John Sterling does his fucking Odor nickname bullshit. Oh my God. I fucking hate that guy. If the Yankees make it out of a loser game, Odor will hit a game winning home run in a playoff oh, game. God. I will no, it will happen. Money on it. Uh... Um, it's just the way he's been playing. He's been ass. And then every once in a while, he'll hit a major home run. And it's like, eh, maybe he deserves to be on the team. He doesn't. That's another guy I forgot existed. Absolutely. Um, I have. Uh, one question for you guys. How do you guys feel going into, like, how confident are you guys that you're going to get home field? Um, because you're one ahead now, um, but just the way the team's been rolling it, that's a gut punch, and you never know how you're going to recover from that, especially when the Orioles always like to play spoiler. Yeah, yeah, but not against the Red Sox. We've literally just beat the shit out of the Orioles the last, like, <laughs> last, since we've played them. Sorry, what? I had a cough. Sorry. Um, <laughs> don't mention that name. Don't bring it. Don't bring that up. You, you just uh, said that. No, they, they we're play the Orioles this week, and then they'll they'll get my confidence back up, and it's going to be fake confidence because you know we're going to get to next what is it Tuesday, and I'm not going to feel good. But um, yeah, I mean we'll beat the shit out of the Orioles and the Nationals this week. So yeah, I would say. But I also thought we were going to win the series this weekend. That didn't happen. Yeah. So watch us watch us lose these series. Watch us miss yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. How? Yeah. Oh my god! Well, first off, <laughs> we missed the playoffs. That's going to be the most. I mean, it's going to be as catastrophic as catastrophic as 2011. Where like, no, no, nothing's game. close to that. It's no, it's not the even. The Sox close. will make the playoffs. But in terms of like the reaction to that, though, like let's say they drop fucking. But we we didn't go trade for Carl Crawford in the offseason and sign Adrian Gonzalez. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Like but the who's, who's, this who's, isn't a super team. Carl Crawford but, for his Red Sox career. So like. Does anything happen? Like if we if we miss the playoffs, like does anything yeah. happen? Like who's getting fired? Like who's 
Nobody's getting fired. I mean, we weren't even supposed to be this good. So, and there's no so chance you guys are making go. playoffs. Heim keeps making good moves. We got Cass's coming. I'm not worried about it. All right, man. Well, all right. On that note, we're out of time, guys. Uh, Wait, did you guys Scott, see the um, for, what Passon uh, tweeted earlier today? Uh, I hope the it was there's a chance. <laughs> there was a chance for a three-way tie um, between uh, uh, Jeff Passon tweeted oh, earlier. Yeah. It's, if the Blue Jays take two or th- two of three from the Yankees and sweep the O's, the Yankees get two of three from the Rays, and the Red Sox win four against Baltimore and Washington. There's a three-way tie for both wild card spots, and there's that would result in two one-game playoffs. Yeah, yeah. and the, the top team has to like choose game. whether they play one road game or two home games and some shit. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. They, uh, yeah, dude, go look up the rules. They, they posted it for, like, if there's ever, like, a four-way tie. And there's not even rules for, like, a, they're, like, there was a chance at some point for, like, a five-way tie. They don't even have rules. And there that. still is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the, what, in the NL, is it still possible? No, in the AL with the Mariners and the A's. Oh, God. That's, dude, I forgot about the Mariners. <laughs> the A's are still I, only three games back. I hate, I hate the Mariners. And, and honestly, I don't care about the A's anymore. Like, they should just go away. They're both bad. That's just, like. But yeah. All right. Well, hey, man, uh, we'll be talking about this in, in a week. Uh, yeah, I mean, we might have to do another yeah, another special man. guest episode next week to uh, prepare for the wildcard game. Absolutely. We'll, so, we'll see what I happens. Mean, or if the Yankees miss the playoffs, then we just have you on to rub it in. There we go. So, um, I, I, hey. Or vice versa. I think I'm busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, ooh, mm, uh, nope, can't do it. Uh, I got a thing. So, all right. Well, we will be back next week. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to Win Pod Repeat. And uh, yeah, go Sox, fuck the Yankees. <laughs>